which is Ezekiel 47, verses 1 through 12. Ezekiel 47, 1 through 12, and then I'll let you know what the other ones are as we come to them. But today's title of the message is Release the River. Release the River, Ezekiel 47, verses 1 through 12, and we'll have a word of prayer. Father, thank you once again for the awesome privilege and honor and responsibility of standing behind this sacred desk, this pulpit, to preach your word. You know very well that I do not take it lightly, and I always want to hear from you on what I should do, and I pray that I am hearing from you, and that they're timely, and they're they're of your word, they're not of my imagination, or the back of the Reader's Digest, or some silly thing like that, but they're from your holy word, the supernatural book of the voice of God, the Bible. And so I ask for the anointing of the Holy Spirit to rise up from within me and come forth in a powerful way as I share your word and the thoughts that you've given me in reference to these words. I ask it in Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen and Amen. So, let's read that together this morning to start out with Ezekiel 47, 1 through 12. Then he brought me back to the door of the temple, and there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the front of the temple faced east. The water was flowing from under the right side of the temple, south of the altar. He brought me out by way of the north gate and led me around on the outside to the outer gateway that faces east, and there was water running out on the right side and again this is the prophet Ezekiel writing this down and when the man went out to the east with the line in his hand he measured 1,000 cubits and he brought me through the waters the water came up to my ankles and again he measured 1,000 and brought me through the water and the water came up to my knees again he measured 1,000 brought me through the water came up to my waist. And again, I measured, he measured 1,000. And it was a river that I could not cross, for the water was too deep. The deep water in which one must swim, a river that could not be crossed. He said to me, Son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me and returned me to the bank of the river. Verse 7, when I returned there along the bank of the river were very many trees on one side and the other. And then he said to me, this water flows toward the eastern region, goes down into the valley and enters the sea. When it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. And it came and it shall be that every living thing that moves wherever the rivers go will live. There will be a great multitude of fish because these waters go there, for they will be healed and everything will live wherever the river goes. It shall be that fishermen will stand by it from Engedi to Engalam. They will be places for spreading their nets. 
Their fish will be of the same kinds as the fish of the great sea, exceedingly many. But its swamps and marshes will not be healed. They will be given over to salt along the bank of the river on the side, and that will grow all kinds of trees used for food. And their leaves will not uh, wither, and their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month because their water flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for good and their leaves for medicine. Hallelujah. What a wonderful vision and word that the Lord gave the prophet Ezekiel. And in today's world, folks, as you well know, there is nothing around us but pestilence, lawlessness, Evil is spoken of as good, and good is spoken of as evil. Dark, perilous days are here and all around us. Hatred and anger are flowing like a river right now through our nation, and it's not this Ezekiel 47 river of God that we just read about and that we, the church, want to see flowing from this place. Amen. We want to see this river, not the one that's flowing through the nation right now. And again, as always in Isaiah 40, verse 8, the grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of our God shall stand forever. This word of the river that flows from the throne of God will bring healing and deliverance and health to wherever it flows. The waters are teeming with life said that everything will flourish and be healed except the marshes and the swamps. Isn't that interesting that Donald Trump talked about draining the swamps where there's no life. And we see that even now again that the swamp had no life. The swamp continues to have no life in it. But the river is full of life. The river brings life, but the marshes and swamps have no life. So let's drain the swamps spiritually. Amen. Only death resides there. There is no life in the swamps as we read in Ezekiel 47. We had an outside prophetic word spoken here right at the church about three months ago. A couple people came in after service one day and spoke a prophetic word over this church about three months ago, I believe it was, in reference to water flowing out from this altar to this church and then the city and the region. That river is God's word, is gospel, and the Holy Spirit. They saw the Ezekiel 47 river that was flowing out with life. And folks, that's what it is when we preach the gospel, amen? That's what it is when we sing songs of hope and faith, talk about the blood, deal with sin, all these things. It's releasing waters of life. It's releasing waters of healing. Can I get an amen this morning? So everything we do here, we want to see that river of life, that Ezekiel 47 river flowing out from this altar into this sanctuary first, and then out into the city and then the region, and who knows, maybe even to the nations of the world in the days ahead. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, Lord, let that river get deep.
deeper and deeper, as it says in the scriptures, and let it flow in every direction. In this nation, I'm telling you right now, in Jesus' name, release the river. Release it. We need it. We need it. We need the river. The nation and the church at large at this time are very torn apart. Would you agree this morning? The nation is torn apart. The church at large is torn apart. Most are even on what we call cruise control. They're just kind of riding it out. They're not really doing nothing. They're just sitting on the fence post, so to speak. And again today, we must go before the Lord in intense intercessory prayer like never before. And I mean intense, where we're all making noise. We're all shouting. We're all interceding. We're all praying in tongues. We're all letting it out. We're letting the river loose. Amen. It's imperative at this point. We can't sit back on the fence post any longer. we got to get out there and do some work. We can do it right from here. You can do it from there. And we got to do it out there too. But we got to release the river. We got to drain the swamp. We got to get the death out so only life exists. Can I get an amen this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And as I stated last week, we come before the Lord in praise and prayer and in proclamation of His Word. We read it, we pray it. And we proclaim it out over the needs that we have. Remember, I preached on that last week. You can go back and see that again. But we come into his courts with thanksgiving, with praise, and we, we pray. We are instructed in the word, and we release out the things that God has given us to pray for and intercede for. We read his word. We study it. We absorb it. And there's no better way to pray I believe this with all my heart, than to pray and proclaim the Word of God. Amen. Praying the Word of God. Sure, we get prayers ourselves, and we need to pray them, obviously. But when we pray the Word, when we go to the Word and we read it and we study it, God gives us words that we can pray back to Him. Amen. So the Psalms are a wonderful place to go for prayers that we can pray back to the Lord. And we can all pray, and we can all continue to pray until all of the confusion is resolved, whether it be in the nation, in the church, in your life, my life, whatever the case. But we pray and pray until the confusion is resolved. We don't stop. We keep going. Hallelujah. In the nation and in the church, truth must prevail and evil must be exposed. It's got to be life, 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 and death has got to go. Amen. Confusion has got to go. It's got to be exposed, all of the evil. And remember also from last week that light dispels darkness. When we put the light of the gospel, the light of God's word on dark things, they become light. It cannot stay any longer. So now we're going to go through a series of psalms here this morning. I think you're going to find this very interesting in reference to what we've already talked about, the situation all around us in this nation, in the church. You're going to see some very interesting things here. 
So Psalm 5 this morning, starting there, verses 4 through 6. Psalm 5, 4 through 6. For you are not a God who takes pleasure in wickedness, nor shall evil dwell with you. The boastful shall not stand in your sight. You hate all workers of iniquity. And of course, as always, folks, all means all. And the word iniquity means gross injustice, wickedness, and sin. And of course, it's all around us. In verse 6, you shall destroy those who speak falsehood. The Lord abhors the bloodthirsty and deceitful man. Wow. His word shall stand forever. God hates those that do those things, that act like that, that say those things that are evil and deceitful. We, the church, need to pray in this manner that God will expose those who are wrong and operating in iniquity in government and the church and even in our own lives if we have it going on. We need to expose it to the light. We need to do it. And in Psalm 7, verse 9, we read, Oh, let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end, but establish the just for the righteous God, what he tests the hearts and the minds. We're being tested every day, folks. He's testing everything out there, even people that aren't even looking to him, that are far from him. He knows what they're doing. He knows the wickedness and the evil and the deceit and the death that dwells in the swamp, but he loves those that want to live in the river, amen, where the life is and it's teeming with life. Psalm 9, verse 16 this morning. The Lord is known by the judgment he executes. That's right, he is a righteous judge. He judges that judgment comes from the Lord. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. And may I add, the wicked are ensnared also by their own mouth and tongue. It's rampant again in government and in a lot of the church. We need to pray that whatever wickedness and wherever wickedness has been and is being practiced, they will be caught in the very traps that they have laid. Again, this is God's word. We just read it. They lay their own snare. They lay their own trap. So he's going to expose the darkness. That's why we've got to keep praying. We keep praying about this election. We keep praying about the government. We keep praying about all that's wrong in our nation, all that's wrong in our churches, all that's wrong in our lives. We keep praying so that it all leaves that needs to go and only the good and the river and the life of God remains. Can I get an amen this morning? Hallelujah. So we need to pray that wherever wickedness has been and is being practiced, they will be caught in the very traps that they have laid by what they've done. Psalm 10, verse 15 this morning. Break the arm of the wicked and the evil man. Seek out his wickedness until you find none. In other words, again, keep praying 
until it's gone. Don't stop. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying. Get that swamp out of there. <laughs> Let the river flow. Release the river. Amen. We need to pray that the Lord seeks out the evildoers, whoever they may be, until it's all been revealed. Pray that justice will be done upon them to break their wicked power. And Father, we say that right now. Break the wicked power of those that are re- that involved with wicked behavior, wicked lies, and, and uh, things that are causing much harm in the nation and in the churches and in the people's lives. Break the arm of the wicked. Expose them. We ask, Father, in Jesus' name. Psalm 37, verse 9 this morning. For evildoers will be what? Cut off. Evildoers will be cut off. But those who wait on the Lord shall inherit the earth. Did you hear that, friends? Those who do evil, they're going to be cut off by the Lord himself. But those who wait on the Lord shall inherit the earth. Continue to do good. Don't lose heart. Don't lose faith. Keep moving ahead. Release the river. And watch what God does. And then verse 10, Psalm 37, 10. For yet a little while, and the wicked will be no more. Indeed, you will look carefully for his place, but it shall be no more. Praise the Lord. It shall be gone. They shall be gone. It will be no more. And now Psalm 37, verse 34. Wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall what? Exalt you. There is a great promise, friends, that you can stand on. Wait on the Lord and keep his way. Keep his word. Keep his commandments. Keep the doctrines of Christ near and dear to you. Pray, read, study. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And he will exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you shall see it. When they're cut off, we're going to see it. We're going to see it when they're cut off. That's a promise from God. But we must pray with pure hearts and motives. That's huge. We can't be filled with junk ourselves and pray against other junk and expect anything to really happen either. We've got to make sure we're clean. Self-examination really on a daily basis, to be honest with you. But that's a promise from God. We must keep our hearts clean because Jesus, what? Shed his blood and died for everyone. He died for the most wicked of wicked. Think about the Apostle Paul again this morning. What he did and what he became. What about some of these deepest, darkest politicians we have what about some of the deepest darkest family members we might have neighbors workplace uh, associates the deepest and the darkest and yet God tells us in his word that Christ died for all amen his blood was shed for every human being so pray for their souls to not just to drain the swamp and to expose and break the arms of the wicked but pray that they would become saved. And always remember this, friends. 
when we talk about releasing the river and what the river should really be to us as people of God is that our job is to win souls and disciple nations. We're to win souls and disciple people, even nations. That's the call to us, the church. These promises, though, are conditional on our waiting on the Lord. Now, let me explain that to you. Biblical waiting is not generally a time frame. Like, okay, I'm going to sit down here for a couple hours and I'm just going to wait on the Lord. Yeah, that's one form of waiting on the Lord, but it's generally not really what biblical waiting is. Biblical waiting is it applies to those who genuinely serve the Lord, who are led by His Spirit. So if we are doing everything that we talk about here week in and week out, if we're born again, we're filled with His Spirit, we're reading the Word, we're studying the Word, we're praying, we're fellowshipping with the Lord on a daily basis, we're coming to church as often as we can, and we're doing the ordinances of the church and being good stewards in every area of our life. That's waiting on the Lord as far as biblical uh, definition of it. So those who wait on his commandments and word to obey them, whose hearts are pure and holy before him. And only you and I know that. This, friends, is the time again, as I said earlier, to examine ourselves to make certain we are clean before the Lord and to be truly serving His purposes. That's probably one of the biggest problems we have in the church and even in government is that people are too busy serving their own purposes and not God's purposes. Can I get an amen this morning? Hallelujah. It's all backwards. The promise is that those who do this, those who wait in this way, they will inherit the land. They will rise to victory and power. So once it's exposed, and we will see it as the word told us, and the arm of the wicked is broken, the swamp is drained where all the death is, whether it be in government, the church, or our own personal lives, then we're going to see the inheriting of the land. And I'm all for that, amen. I'm all for that. No matter how long we have that inheritance, whatever the Lord does with that in these last days, because we don't know what's happening uh, when he's coming back. It's getting closer. But wouldn't it be great if we had a time frame where we could really work and see some fantastic things take place for the Lord in these last days? So we got to pray out the evil and release the good. Release the river, drain the swamp. I find that so interesting that right there in that passage of Scripture, it talks about draining the swamp. I have, that just tickles me when I see that. If we pray and wait on the Lord, the wicked will be dealt with, both in politics and the church of Jesus Christ. But we have to pray earnestly. Again, folks, if you're not praying, please start. If you're praying but it's kind of low-key, fire it up. Fire it up. Get it going. That's what we need to do. 
Now look at Psalm 37, verses 12 and 13 this morning. The wicked plots against the just and gnashes at him with his teeth. Wow. Gnashes at him and plots evil against those that are doing good. But the Lord laughs at him, for he sees that his day is coming. The Lord knows everything. He sees everything. Think about this, friends. Their day is coming. The day for the evil one is coming. Either it's going to be dealt with by God, or they're going to deal with it with God. I would prefer to deal with it with God rather than him deal with me or somebody else. Amen. Proverbs 26, verse 26. Though his hatred is covered by deceit, his wickedness will be revealed before what the assembly. My Lord, pray church, pray, pray, pray. Expose the wicked, Lord Jesus, in the assembly of the Senate, the Congress, the White House, whatever the case may be, in the judges' chambers, in the city councils, whatever, and in the churches, Lord, expose it. Pray, pray, pray that it gets out so we can move ahead with the river flowing unabated. Can I get an amen? We don't want any log jams, any beaver dams in the way. Let it rip, let it flow, and move out of here fast to touch everything and bring life. Hallelujah. Whenever fraud or wherever fraud and deception are operating, the Lord will cause it to be publicly revealed is what that's saying. In the nation and in the church, no one, and I mean no one, is getting away with anything. None of us, none of them. Nobody is getting away with nothing. God sees it all. That's why a repentant lifestyle and prayer is so important to every one of us. Because we make mistakes, we blow it, but we can come back to God. Amen. We can come back and He'll forgive and we move ahead. Hallelujah. Turn and go the other direction. We must pray that all of the wickedness gets exposed in a way it cannot be denied. That it cannot be denied that this was wicked and has been exposed. That's why we need to pray. Now, friends, hear me. Holiness matters like it never has before. Again, godliness is of a high priority. It all begins with our hearts. Does our character align with His? Does our love look like His looks like? Do people see Jesus when they look at us? Take a look at yourself right now. Do people see Jesus when they see you? Are your hearts pure? Are your motives pure? Do they align with the things of God? Is our devotion to Him pure and free from all wickedness and evil? Again, examine yourself this morning. Psalm 139, verses 23 through 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts. And see if there is any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. 
and also 24 Psalm uh, verses 3 and 4 Psalm 24 verse 3 and 4 who may ascend into the hill of the Lord or who may stand in his holy place question verse 4 he who has clean hands and a pure heart and has not lifted up his soul unto an idol we cannot make idols we can't lift up our hearts and souls to an idol again be careful that nothing takes place of first place of Jesus in your life amen nothing nobody anything can be over your dedication for Jesus we must pray now for those in this nation and the church who are trapped and ensnared in wickedness and darkness and even idolatry but we cannot do an effective job if we are trapped and ensnared ourselves do we have clean hands and do we have pure hearts look at yourself I'm looking at myself I've looked all week at myself do we have clean hands and do we have pure hearts are our mouths clean or every chance we get we're telling a lie or we're gossiping or we're backbiting we're coming against something that we should never ever say anything about to anybody because it's none of your business my business or anybody's business but we make it our business and it leads to evil and wickedness my word to you and to myself would be stop it don't do it anymore shut up close your mouth and don't do it if you can't say something good and nice and wholesome and godly shut up excuse me but I don't know how else to say it with authority, amen? But it's sad to say many believers are ensnared themselves. The boastful, the proud, those who speak falsehood and lies, those who by their own hands and mouths and tongues have crafted evil and wickedness towards others. It's time for the cleansing and washing of God's holy word and the blood, as we sang about and talked about earlier, to clean up his people, us, the people of God, and this nation. And it starts with each one of us, amen. It starts with me. It starts with you. Let the river flow. Let the blood flow. Let the blood of Jesus touch this entire nation the way it was meant to be from day one. Hallelujah. Just like every vote counts, so does every prayer count. Let me say that again. Just like every vote counts, every life counts, every life matters that we hear about all the time, and it's true, every prayer counts also. The more you pray, the better. It always keeps getting better and better the more we pray. So we here today and by the internet, we can all be cleansed and set free here today. We could put light on our path, again, as I preached last week. Do we want the river of life flowing from us in this church, or do we want death and no life in the swamp? I think it's pretty obvious what the answer is. We all must decide, though, Prayer, repentance, 
cleansing from the word, holiness, and turning completely to the Lord will determine ours and the nation's future. This is true. This is very true. And I'm going to close with this. Something that you've all heard, you've all said it many times, but we need to take a little bit closer look at this this morning in the light of what we've already said. But 2 Chronicles 7, we always talk about verse 14, but let's look at 13, 14, and 15 today and take a little closer look at this. 2 Chronicles 7, 13, we start there. When I shut up the heavens and there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people. In other words, the Lord, he will send, he sends pestilence among his people. He does it. And verse 14, if my people, that's us, the church, who are called by my name will what? Humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. In verse 15, now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayers more in this place. When we do what we're supposed to do, his eyes and his ears become very attentive to what goes on. What we do or don't do will determine what the Lord does, friends. We see it right there. What we do or don't do will determine what the Lord does. Now, the historical time of the writing of these scriptures here in 2 Chronicles, I don't know if you knew this or not, that all would have understood then and we're understanding now was that when rain didn't fall, locusts would devour the land. When the rain wouldn't come, it made it so that the locusts could come and devour the land. That had to do with economic collapse and unemployment. Sound familiar? Economic collapse and unemployment. When the rain doesn't come, when the river doesn't flow, locusts comes, the swamp exists and death is released. That's my interpretation of that. But they were a culture back then entirely built on agriculture and livestock. If you take that away, economic collapse and hunger would follow. Would you agree with that? And that's what's happening now. If we get shut down would we, like we did get shut down, there's issues with every business, the food chain, agriculture, you name it. There will be a collapse in the economy and hunger will follow when the rain doesn't come to keep the locust way away. When the river doesn't flow and allows the swamp to sit there and exist and stink and re release nothing but death. These two things, economic collapse and pandemic, should sound familiar to us. Loss of jobs, businesses, and churches due to these things 
and the shutdowns then and even that are trying to start up again now. We see the prey part, as we always have, of 2 Chronicles 7, 14, but we tend to pass over the humbling and the repentance part. We need to pray, but we need to repent, and we need to humble. Because even though they might be the ones that are really in the wrong, God says, if my people, if my church will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways. Michael, you and I, we got to turn from our wicked ways. We got to humble ourselves. We got to pray like we've never prayed before. And then the Lord will hear from heaven and he will heal the land. Remember what we read earlier about he would give the land, they would inherit the land. Those that walked and waited on the Lord, walked in his ways, and the others were exposed and removed. It's the same philosophy. It's the same thing. But we're going to stop right here today, and we're going to pray, but I'm going to go deeper with this next week. We're going to look deeper into this kind of issues next week. But let's all do that right now. We're going to we can leave it rolling, Julia. Hallelujah. Let's take a little time here. Whoa. Whoa. Power. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Lord, this is a serious time. Every one of us must examine our own selves. We need to have clean hands and pure hearts. And you might think, well, I don't do anything wrong. Well, we're all called to pray. We're all called to, to read the word. We're all called to worship and praise the Lord. We're all called to follow his ways, the way of life, and not the way of death as the world and much of the church follows. Because if they're not following the cross, they're not following the gospel, they're following something else. And I say that with sadness in my heart. But Lord, I know that things can turn around. Things can change. Things can change drastically. Even just the little bit that I shared today, there's many more scriptures. There's much more that we could look at and we will in the days ahead here. But Lord, this nation is in trouble. The church is in trouble. We are in trouble if we just sit and do nothing. If we la-di-da-di-da, que-sera-sera, the rest of the way through our lives, it's not going to be good. You hold all power in your hands, Lord. You have all authority and power in your hands. And we come to you this morning to bow our hearts and our lives before you. Bow our mouths and our tongues. And Lord, we say, let us never say another evil word. Let us never say anything against anyone again but that we would love people we would pray for people we would care for people and those that have done things against us Lord to the best of our ability we forgive them we release them but Lord they must turn also they must come out of wherever they're at whether it be in the government or in the church or in our personal lives 
people that might have done great wrong to us, said some very wrong things, went behind our backs even, and released a lot of garbage into the atmosphere. Lord, we forgive today. But Lord, I pray that they will turn now, that they will examine themselves, and they will get right with you, because if not, their day is coming, as we just read, and it's not going to be a good day. Get out of the swamp. Get out of the marshes. Get out of there. Get out and get in the river. It started out ankle deep, and now it's going to be so big, you got to swim across it. These last days, the Ezekiel 47 River, Lord, was prophesied here, and we see it in your word. Lord, let that river flow. I pray this morning, and I prophesy from this pulpit as the pastor of this church, Lord, release the river. I release it the best I know how right now by what I just preached and in my prayers. I release it, Lord. Now let the Holy Spirit release it, Lord, and let it flow so deep that we have to swim across it for these last days to the government, to the nation, to the smallest village in the smallest places of this nation, Lord, to every place where there is an elected official or an appointed official, to every pastor, to every worship leader, to every leader of a ministry, Lord, get out of the swamp, get out of that marsh, get out of that death. All that's there is death. You'll, you'll go under there. <coughs> it's spiritual quicksand. I hear that in the spirit this morning. Spiritual quicksand. Get out. There's no way out. you got to have somebody reach out and take your hand and pull you out. Lord, there's hands going forth this morning. There's words going forth this morning. There's prayers going forth this morning to pull people out of the muck and the mire, out of the quicksand, out of those places of death. And come to the light. Come to the river. <coughs> come to the place of God's dwelling, his grace and mercy, his healing and salvation for all that will come. Turn and go the other way. Get off the fence post. Stand up. Be a man. Be a woman of God. Stand up. Get back in the fight. Get back in the race. We need all hands on deck, whether it be here or wherever you live, wherever this video is going out to in the days ahead. Get up, get up, get up, stand up again. Get out of the muck and the mire. Get out of the dust. Stand up and move forward in Jesus. Move forward, move forward, I pray this morning in Jesus' mighty name. Let's give the Lord a clap this morning. Hallelujah. Our time is short. My time is short. Your time is short. And God has called us to be alive at this hour. And we need to be able to do what he's called us to, I pray in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now, anybody else that would like to say something, pray. That's okay. Go ahead, anybody. John, go 